Welcome to the Stay at Home Sons podcast. Taylor, did you find the movie of the week a banger? Uh, you know what? I enjoyed myself. Thought it was fun. So let's let's get this out of the way real quick. How did you come about this movie? I Google searched Hallmark movies and that one came up and I found a free link to a YouTube so we could play it. Well, whatever the method, this was certainly an enjoyable watch. Not because it's a good movie. <laughs> right. But because it's pretty fucking hilarious. Sure is. I mean, obviously there's a lot of them that are kind of the same as far as like what they're about and everything. Oh yeah, these these movies follow a very specific formula. Right. But, you know, it works for them. For some reason, people love these movies. They sure do. And it kind of uh it kind of reminds me of like what movies used to be, I guess. Oh, like these never evolved. Like they they never went past what they what they were like made as when they first started well i feel like i feel like there's a 90s like we can only do certain things in front of the family type of vibe whereas like kids are crazy now like swearing is nothing it's more about like don't say the wrong thing yeah politically i guess yeah yeah whereas, you don't want to offend anybody whereas like I wonder if kids even get sent to the principal's office for swearing anymore. I, I don't know. You know it's because it's in so many books and in media now. It's just like an accepted part of life that like these are these are curse words, but if you I mean you're gonna say them at some point, so just go ahead and say them. Right. And anyways, back Back on track, the movie today <laughs> is Harmony of the Heart. It's actually not Hallmark. It's GAC Family. And I was and I trying even, to... I yeah. didn't even know about GAC Family. I had never heard of it before this. Well, I was trying to do a deep dive because I want to give the people nuance and a really thorough covering because I feel like we owe them that. To a masterpiece of cinema like Harmony from the Heart. I think this might uh, be archived in the Library of Congress one day. I think when everything else is done, our civilization has seen whatever comes good, after. It's going to be the Shakespeare of its time. They'll look back and be like, "This is what represented humanity: Harmony of the Heart." It's going to be so brilliant, like Shakespeare. They're not going to think one man could possibly have wrote this brilliance it's got to be a collection of people and you know what a collection of people did write this movie it, it a bunch of people sat down and made this amalgamation of thoughts a reality so i was researching our lead jessica lands lounge mm -hmm. excuse me and they let the stars write this so oh they did not she didn't write this movie, but they let them write 
on the channel and like produce their shit so she's like you, you know what that's not bad i mean you gotta start somewhere and you're only gonna get better as it goes along because i guarantee like this is nobody's dream like what? nobody was is like aspiring to write for hallmark or, or this other network well i put this in my notes and it, i think it's true in the 50s it was you're blacklisted for red scare type of stuff maybe you're a communist mm -hmm. like hallmark means you're almost done like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like they're like, about to put you at the pasture <laughs> yeah it's it's hollywood hospice <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, and I feel like like when you talk to your manager and they're like, What kind of work do you have for me? They're like, uh, I don't know, you could play like a hot girl in some sort of uh Adam Sandler vehicle or some, you know, rival handsome guy in a like a Zach Efron type of role in a Seth Seth Rogan picture. And then they drop the bomb. You're doing Hallmark. Dear God, no. That's blacklisting. <laughs> <laughs> you do one of those, and that's all you do from now on. It's the, uh, the, the, golden, the golden years. If I had any talent whatsoever, if I was like a Meryl Streep type, I would pull a Daniel Craig and just do one of these movies just to, just to troll. <laughs> like an elite actress just like does a cameo like daniel craig did in the star wars thing where he played a stormtrooper just because i mean that's that's pretty cool though like i know i know it's cool but like i said that's that's my personality like actually there was a billionaire that did something similar you know warren buffett bought a company just because the other guy pissed him off really yeah his the namesake of his company berkshire hathaway he didn't really want it he he was buying it so the guy would sell the shares back to him at a profit mm -hmm. and he told him they agreed at 17 and two five and he made it 17 and an eighth so he got so pissed he bought the whole company so he could fire him and made it his holding company never changed the name <laughs> real boss shit that's that's fucking <laughs> hey man if i had the money i can't say i wouldn't do it either oh man if i was i i couldn't be president i'd be doing stuff like that all the time like oh north korea you're gonna get lippy well we're gonna we're gonna use oil money buy your whole entire shitty country and make it overflow parking for new york <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so all right, let's start. I'm not gonna go with the first scene, the very first scene, but we will note it. Basically, it's has nothing to do with the plot. It's our lead character when she was a young girl. I mean, it does it does like set up a you know that 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 moment at the end. All right, fuck it. We'll we'll start there then. Here we go. I mean, it's it's dumb. I, I thought it was the dumbest thing ever that they would do it like that. Let's see. Blue, true. I love you. 
look at all these Valentines. We have quite a few. Oh, rhymes with blue too. <laughs> I made a Valentine for everyone in my class. All right. So basically this geezer is talking to her, her daughter, who's the main character and her granddaughter. And I'm, I'm kind of polarized on these types of scenarios when a movie's opening scene has nothing to do with what the movie is really about and has nothing to do with the main character i either love it or i cannot stand it and in this case i cannot stand it but a movie where it works the original ninja turtles how they like tease it and don't show the turtles until the second sequence Mm -hmm. that works for me uh I feel like this doesn't work just because the grandma's acting is so bad. Oh, she's not the worst. The guy geezer that can't speak. Oh, uh, the <laughs> he has like two lines. Oh, yeah. And his face acting is horrendous. And like on the casting call, I wonder if they're like, listen, we've got $5 left in the budget. Let's just give it to this guy. He doesn't seem like he's going to be a problem. He has no lines. They're probably like, he literally can't fuck this up. But he can't even face act. If that's your <laughs> entire job, it's like, uh, his face acting is terrible. We can't even play clips of that because it's not going to work on a on an audio medium. Yeah, I mean, they, they probably are just like, whoever shows up is going to get it. Like, first come, first serve role. <laughs> or maybe he was the only guy on time or like some like regular world work type of stuff he's probably like a grip on the set like doing lighting <laughs> or something and they're like hey get in there he was Your on grandpa time now yeah and all the rest of the old geezers were divas about it he's like oh i'm above this he probably did like you know all right on like they were probably doing like a screen test or something and they're like, you know what? Fuck it. This is fine. Like, we're not, we're not getting anybody else. <laughs> All right. So this sets up kind of the crux of the movie. Students were taking my undergrad classes. What do you need, Violet? I missed your office hours, mm-hmm. but I was hoping to get your thoughts on some exciting discoveries I'm making around the effects of music therapy for patient rehabilitation. Your seminar grad is based on you writing a paper. Okay. So first things first. She's this musical therapy truther, which is amazing. Yeah, I, like I, I, I didn't look it up. I haven't done any research into it. But like, is is musical therapy like really like that big that it's it's something you can specialize in and you have that much work and that many patients that that's all you need to do? I feel like it's kind of like a kind of like a side hustle or something for for somebody i just find it great that that's her that's her veganism that's her hardline thing it's like that's her hill man (laughs) it's like it's like the holistic medicine people who like her solution right now would be oh you you need some medicine to fix some sort of ailment let me sing a vaccine to you yeah, like I think one of the <laughs> one of the quotes from the doctor or her instructor, whatever she is, is like you got a patient to walk again or something like that, or 
he got his hands back or something with musical therapy. I was like, how? How <laughs> how would listening to the Beatles fix anything? Right. Um there's one more clip I wanna play for this scene and then I think we can move on from this particular part. I know, but I picked up some volunteer hours at the clinic and sort of snowballed from there. So you didn't do a paper? Uh, no, uh, not yet, but again. Yes, but your clinical hours are through the roof. Thank you. But you consistently ignore the mandatory written assignments that constitute your grade. I know it looks bad, but I am doing the assignments just in real life. You applied for the music therapist position at the university hospital, correct? Of course, it's my dream job. Well, Ms. McKay, your dedication is inspiring, but I'm afraid there isn't going to be a job because you're not going to be able to graduate this semester. Who is she, Zach Morris? Like, seriously, this is like a sitcom, like a family sitcom from the 90s. That was the premise of everything. Like, I actually looked it up thinking that if I... <laughs> If I knew the episode name of Saved by the Bell where they did this whole thing, that it would be impressive, but the episode was just called Graduation. <laughs> and he had to he had to do ballet to get it another credit. It's so strange. Like, why is she surprised by any of this? Hey, I didn't do anything that you asked me to do. Why won't you let me graduate? It's not just that. It's like, for this particular thing, it's obvious that real life experience is way more important than a paper and, but like you said i don't think that it would come as a surprise it's like you're a grad you're a grad lady like you should know exactly where you're at with all this kind of stuff why did they even let her get this far like <laughs> she's obviously she's she's not doing the work I, another question i had was where is she getting money from like Dude, all, all these people are like i mean it's not just this in movies most especially in the 90s like every house that was supposed to be like a middle-class suburban house was like a mcmansion 1, i know 1.5 million yeah so. i wrote it down they're like they, these people live in like a governor's mansion like you'll be you'll be staying in the guest house I'm like what <laughs> the fuck <laughs> right and well like home alone they're supposed to be like oh, yeah. americanas like that house is huge are you kidding me <laughs> like i wish i lived in something like that <laughs> yeah for sure so we're going to move on to desiree her friend and her talking in her flower shop i did not say that it was way too perfect okay way too perfect but it turns out she's not so perfect after all. She just got divorced from her Silicon Valley zillionaire and... First of all, it's silicon. Silicone is breast implants. <laughs> I, I didn't even notice that the first time. But on top of that, like all these romantic movies, they have to have exotic jobs where they make a shit ton of money and they're a good person. Like, have you seen... I don't know why you would have but sisterhood of the traveling pants too like her no, i'm, his, I'm familiar uh, with it one of the girls crushing that like he cooks but he doesn't follow a recipe and that's like like that's what she's looking for in a man and he's he's greek or something it's like 
what kind what? of oddly specific <laughs> yeah it's it's just weird it's like i mean like that's who you like that's where shit matters to women it seems like it's like that says nothing about who you are as a person that's just a scenario it really is <laughs> like are you saying you wouldn't like him if he was like owned his own plumbing business and yeah. down the street like i get <laughs> i get it it's more exotic but still all right there's something else i was looking for hopefully i didn't go too far here oh, mean that she's looking to mingle again i'm sure she is who knows maybe you'll meet an eligible stockbridge suitor while you're out there <laughs> honestly i think this is the year of that you finally get your chocolate fountain for your mixer the year you finally fall in love yeah, I'd probably put my money on the chocolate fountain. Come on. When's the last time you experienced any kind of romance? What do you mean? I watched the entire season of The Single Man with you, did I not? Well, first of all, it turns out the winner wasn't there for the reason. You know? Damn it. Like, we gotta replay that because it clipped on the part I was trying to get to. The year be. That you finally get your chocolate fountain for your mixer? The year you finally fall in love. Yeah, I'd probably put my money on the chocolate fountain. Come on. When's the last time you experienced any kind of romance? What do you mean? I watched the entire season of The Single Man with you, did I not? Well, first of all, it turns out the winner wasn't there for the right reason. Okay. So The Single Man is obviously The Bachelor. You, you picked that up, right? Yeah. Okay. So you heard when she said, obviously not here for the right reason. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the... It's not one of the seven deadly sins. That is the sin of the show. And if you don't believe me, I came prepared. This is from the actual Bachelor, a compilation. Tiara's not here for the right reasons. Do you think that you talked to JoJo for the right reasons? She's stunning and her dress is beautiful, but sort of seems like she's not here for the right reasons. She's not here for the right reasons. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, like I said, that's the worst thing. Like, that's like calling someone a slut or something. Like, <laughs> the, the insult. Like, I don't think he... I, I was going to do a parody one time where, like, I was talking about something totally different, and then at the end, they'd be like, and I don't think that uh, they, they, they're so mean to this girl, and they think she's not there for the right reasons. And <laughs> Like, what, what, what do you think the reason they're there is for? Like... Brand building. Brand building? I think that is why. I mean... I mean, I can see it, but, I mean, who wants to have to chase after, like, this dude against, like, eight other people? And you're like, if you don't like me, fuck it, bro. I'm going to <laughs> go do other stuff. I'm not fighting seven other people for this shit. <laughs> well, if you're the one that gets the 30, that must that's, like, a different position for most people, I would think. I guess I don't know. I I have hated those shows with a passion since they ever came out. It's the worst shit ever. It's like this though. It's funny. Mm. That's why I watch it. So I don't think very many people are gonna like this part, but this next one is probably my favorite. Hey, if you are looking for a Valentine's Day box, I just made a fresh batch. Okay, I guess that doesn't make sense. So, <laughs> basically, the girl is going into the brother the 
of she's going the, into a chocolate factory <laughs> and it's max's not charlie's and so i guess why i like it is first of all it's great that this Desiree, her friend, owns a flower shop. This guy owns a chocolate factory. The the brother is a doctor. It's like it's like basically like synergistic. Like she gives flowers and he does the chocolate. And then the diabetes makes the patient go to the doctor for surgery so that the music therapist and the doctor it's like can it's fix huge. them up. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's like it's like uh, it's like the the cartels where one of them gets guns, the other the other one gets the cocaine, one of them gets the money, some of them get their political thing. They all Try. just they they all just work with each other exclusively. I think they call that triangle trade. Obviously, the original triangle trade. We're not going into that. <laughs> I think they call the new the new age triangle trade. I think that's the drug thing. Or maybe I'm making it up, but I know it's guns for guns for drugs, and then there's normally a political angle somewhere. Mm. I'm actually looking for something not romantic. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, hey, we got plenty of that. What kind of chocolate do they like? You know, I don't know. And apparently, she is really hard to impress. Hey, I mean, come on. Everybody loves a mixed assortment. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. By the way, I know someone who's in the market to rent one of those chocolate fountains. Really? Sweet. Send them my way. Expect a call from Desiree. Desiree? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll take good care of her. Um, you want this personalized, right? Uh, yes, please. To Marianne Carver. Okay, so she needs a, go- uh, a chocolate fountain. Who is she? Golden Corral? Oh, uh, it was the uh, it was for the uh, what's it called, right? The um, the mixer. She was hoping to get it for a friend. I know, but have you ever been in a scenario where someone's like, "I'm in the market for a chocolate fountain"? I don't know who rents a chocolate fountain. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't just buy it. By the way, is Zoom trying to screw us up here? It says that we only have, have like eight and a half minutes left in this meeting i don't know what that was i thought that was you oh no (laughs) i didn't do anything i don't understand why what they're doing i guess they're trying to monetize maybe i guess we'll just go and then if it kicks us off we'll make a new one yeah or yeah or two-parter yeah we can do that fuck uh, you zoom uh, (laughs) that that totally threw me off but I was going to bring it up after this segment because I was like, is this just going to cut us off? I think so. And now. Do they? Because I saw something that it was like, you have a 40 minute Zoom session. (laughs) I was like, what the hell is that? I think they're going to know too that. Oh, if we just try to get right back in, we'll get another Zoom meeting. Yeah. I don't, I don't see how that would work. I guess they're banking on the fact that people are. It's like a convenience thing. Zoom 40-minute limit. Starting May 2nd, today, Zoom is changing the meeting duration from one-to-one meetings hosted by basic users on 
free and free credit card verified accounts to 40 minutes. Interesting. So is what you just said going to work where we just start a new one or we got to wait till tomorrow? Um, removed. So we're changing the meeting duration. That means 40 minutes. Hold on. Let's look at this announcement. This is on Zoom. Change because the uniform 40 minute meeting duration limit for all meeting posts by basic uses on. This was going to be our, our Beethoven's ninth, man. I spent a lot of time on this, pulling all the clips and shit. <laughs> Does this affect already scheduled meetings? Yes. What can I do in, if I need more than? There is no limit to how many meetings basic users can host. However, if you prefer to, you have to upgrade to, to block the, to uh, get rid of the 40 minute limit. So we can just hop right back, back into another one, but it will be 40 minutes. How does, how does Skype make money? They're owned by Microsoft and Microsoft just eats the losses. Oh, okay. I assume Zoom was the thing because it's easier to do like seven people meetings and stuff more than Skype. I, I have no on. idea how Skype lost the, the, the battle to Zoom. But they did. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a video I saw about uh, this guy who's like the CEO. Like, he was pretending to be the CEO. He was like, "We were a verb. Like people didn't say let's video chat. They they would say let's Skype. <laughs> yeah, and we lost. <laughs> yeah, and now the people who stink are called the Zoomer generation. Maybe that's why. Maybe Zoomers. Uh, they were like, "Ooh, this is this is us." <laughs> Let's just use this from now on. I think All it was, right. it might have been because Zoom like came out of the gates and like you can have a thousand motherfuckers in a call and people are like, All right, yeah, let's do that. I'm pretty sure that's why. I think their technology can hold more bandwidth, so to speak. Not literal bandwidth, but using mm. bandwidth as the, as analogous with people or, you know, making it big. All right, well, we got five minutes, so let me see here. I'm going to play one more, and then I guess we can try to open a new one and see if we can finish it out in another 40 minutes. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's try this. Did this band have a name? It's the, uh, heart menders. What? the Heart Menders. So they're at dinner after she's trying to do her music therapy with the patient who happens to be the doctor who is the love interest on the male side his grandparents are her patients and he had a band called the heart menders and he's a doctor horrendous i say yes uh, you know just to jump back a little bit i wanted to talk about how this girl met this doctor and he was rightfully skeptical of, you know, her occupation as a musical therapist and immediately said, uh, I don't think it's really going to work. She jumps down his throat and is like, anything, you know, you can do, I can do better kind of shit. This girl has the audacity to tell an established practicing doctor that she's just as good as he is when she's about to 
they fail her program of study like what <laughs> where does she get the you know where does she get off i also don't know of a doctor who would be that hard line against it like dug in like normally whenever i go to the doctor like when i went to it last time and they recommended therapy like regular mm-hmm. therapy they weren't like they didn't shit on other disciplines they were just kind of like you need to do this and this and this they're all connected it's not like mm. but they were kind of like either or and it's like it's kind of like physical therapy so to speak it's like yeah if you have a ligament or something torn it's not really going to help you but once once the ligament is repaired or whatever then it helps you and i don't know mm. of any doctor that would be like that's not a that's not a medical solution it's like it's part of one it's not the one <laughs> yeah yeah well you know there's a lot of uh, a lot of doctors still uh shit on chiropractic medicine i don't even know how to say pronounce that correctly chiropractors yeah yeah it's yeah. i mean it's rooted in some very strange origins but it yeah, it feels good it helps yeah i think uh like i said i think that they like at least the doctors i've talked to see it as like part of a whole they mm-hmm. just they just don't like because like in the 90s i don't know if it was like old wives tale or it was actually true they felt like they would like try to screw up your back so that you'd have to keep coming back to them yeah well that happens and i feel like that, that happens in every you know kind of medical field almost like there there are some scumbags who give who, who do that like there there was just a story in the news about a dentist who was you know fucking up people's teeth and having them come back to fix it a little bit or something yeah that's yeah and i mean like i said like my dad's been to a chiropractor he he could barely move and they so I'm not shitting mm. on them. I'm just saying that that was like, that was in the nineties, people, not just other doctors, but a lot of people saw them that way. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like now, like everyone's like, Oh, I would love to have a chiropractor. I mean, it is nice to, when they crack your back and it's, uh, you feel kind of loose afterwards. Have you ever gotten an adjustment? No, I'd like one though. Oh man. It's, it's great. You should, uh, do you, you have insurance, don't you? Yeah, but I have it through Kaiser Permanente, and I think you have to have a uh, recommendation. I tried to see one when I was jacked up and, like, my whole body hurt. Mm-hmm. I tried to see one. She's like, it's not going to help you. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. See, why do they do this? It's like, it's just it's less than a minute. Can you give me a countdown? There was a <laughs> clock. Why did you take it away and just put less than a minute? So now it's just a guess. All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to end it here. See you on the other side. I'm okay. I'm going to invite you. And to the B side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Later. Bye. Bye. Or wait. Oh. No. <laughs> oh yeah. We are. I think we are. It's go. It's going now. Oh, were we not? Okay. Okay. Welcome to part two. <laughs> yeah. Part two of the deep dive harmony of the heart. Taylor. Yeah, we're there. We're, we're there. back. Yeah. So as I was saying, off air, deep discussion, not for not for the air, very controversial. <laughs> I skipped the clip and then I guess I skipped skipped some uh recording as well. But basically when they meet each other, 
she's like walking in all sassy thinking she's going to be well received and then for his part he's like extremely anti more anti than you would think a person should be and i totally skipped that skip over that entirely but you picked up the pieces you let the people know uh but uh, yeah also why did why did the fact that that's his grandfather not come up in the conversation by him that, the receptionist like what what is wrong with these people it was a reveal man i don't know what you want from these people it's supposed to mirror life this is a cruel sham <laughs> yeah yeah and there's a couple different instances where they seem like they're going to get like the the beats are so literal in this thing it's like yeah they act like they're going to come together and then for some reason they start fighting again but we both Remember have the stupidest shit yeah well like they start and that's the other thing they act like he hate they hate each other yet they hang out like every All time the they time. go like every time she's done with the, a therapy at this guy's mansion, the grandfather's mansion, they start sassing off to each other, but they go to do some sort of extracurriculars until they actually like each other, which starts about the end of act one, about exactly into exactly 30 minutes in, which is a third of the movie at the end of act one, they start warming up a little bit, but then they pull it back every five seconds. But this is the scene that both of us were like, yeah, pull that one. And it's going to take, it's going to take about a mi minute to get to the part we were most frustrated with, but I think it's going to be worth it. So he gives her a little bit of talking. That's the whole point. He can't talk. And I don't even know if we mentioned that, but that's the whole entire thing. <laughs> He can't talk and she's musical. She's trying to music therapy into talking. And yeah. he gave her a little la la la. <laughs> God, this guy's a terrible actor. <laughs> His face acting is horrendous. Here we go. You're singing. You can hear that, can't you? Your voice. Yeah. Something. Thank you. I heard you used to sing. Show your voice is something too. Are you okay? No, it didn't sound like you and Grandpa really needed me in there, as far as the music therapy is concerned. You hummed along, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, not exactly clinically significant, but not bad. You were unbelievable. Yeah. Well, someone's got to be a realist, right? Yeah. More. So this whole entire argument, you know what they're doing. Can the audience guess? I wonder. Uh, it's a very distinct sound. It's so unnecessary. He's chopping wood the entire time they're having an argument about him doing his la 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 and her not, him not giving her any credit for getting the la 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 out of him. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. A, I don't know why he's upset because progress is being made, and as a doctor, <laughs> like. <laughs> Is he upset that it wasn't him doing it? Or anyways, then he's upset that he's like, it didn't sound like you needed me in there. It's like, 
it looks like you were there. It looks like you made the conscious decision to just not go in. And instead, <laughs> you're chopping wood. And it's, it doesn't even look very cold outside. It's not like snowing or anything. And he's doing it in like a jacket. His hair is perfect. <laughs> it's It makes no sense. And most important point, it's 2022, not 1800s. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't be chopping wood in a in a major city outside of a, a mansion that I'm sure has a fireplace in every single probably has a fireplace upstairs in the bedroom, no doubt. Uh, well, I still chop wood. If I'm going to be honest, I'm gonna keep it 100 with you, Billy. I chop wood still. Well, you know why it is. It's because they ran out of firefighters, they ran out of UPS drivers, all the little stereotype of what like manly men what they would see as you know endearing to the female audience they'd rather just chop wood because he's already a doctor he helps people and he's rich and he's jacked this dude is like a fucking box it's jesse medcalf dude john tucker must die that was years ago He's still Jesse Metcalf. What, you think as he ages, he turns into somebody else? <laughs> I figured, you know, you would tone it down a little bit. This dude is like, he didn't look like he stopped hitting the gym since that role. His agent's probably like, dude. You got one thing going for you. You're reduced to Hallmark. <laughs> you're reduced to Hallmark. You better, you better do something to stand out because it, it's all downhill from here. I guess uh, from, go ahead. I guess from there there is no more straight to DVD, maybe Tubi, <laughs> Tubi yeah. series or something. That's that's what you got. Uh, those uh, what was it? Oh, there was some company that was like doing mobile series, and the episodes were like ten or fifteen minutes. You can you could always go to those. <laughs> A podcast. Hey, we don't like that. <laughs> You're saying this is low. Shut up. Huh. Uh, another an, another thing that they never did in this movie was explain what happened to the grandpa. They're just like, yeah, he's fucked up. Don't worry <laughs> about how it happened or how severe it is or really any parameters of this disease at all. I didn't, see, I didn't see this in your notes. Have you noticed how smartly she's dressed in every single scene? Oh, yeah, dude. She's like fucking... I, I think there is like a note I put down. It was just like, her tits are banging throughout this whole movie. See, I didn't really notice that just because like this, <laughs> not because I'm some sort of, uh, you know, trying to be noble <laughs> or whatever. I'm just distracted by the Hillary Clinton power suits in every single <laughs> scene. The first one's burgundy. This one's like, they are trying to, trying to invoke coldness in this because she's wearing a cashmere one in this one. Oh, yeah. More like an impossible pessimist. Well, better than a blind optimist. God, you're so, so, ouch, 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 ouch. What happened? Nothing. You're all right? Yeah, I just got a slip on Let me, let me see. No, I'm good. I can do it on my own. Let me see. I can Trust do it me. on Trust me. my own. Trust me. Let me see. Ouch, 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 ouch. There. Ouch. Got it. Sound. 
Wasn't so bad, now was it? Thank you, doctor. <laughs> Might not be able to play Stravinsky, but I'm pretty good with my hands. Cute. <laughs> Ooh, remember that line. I'm good with my hands. Even your drink is pessimistic. I resent that. I value the taste of real coffee. That looks like it's going to give you a cavity. <laughs> you are beautiful eyes and some whipped cream on your lips. Okay, that was, you have beautiful eyes and he can't even let it hang there. It's seriously like, it's like a, a, a drive-by compliment. It's like, break yourself, girl. You got beautiful eyes. <laughs> like, I, I don't, like, it, it's, they're trying to get some beats in to, to get some, I mean, you remember what Portlock used to say to us, you have to have conflict, you have to have tension or else people get bored. But it's yeah. like, this is a terrible execution of that concept. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh there's just so much going on because like that sexual tension there for a second when she was pulling out the splinter i thought he was gonna like suck it out of her finger i was like <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> dude they're roasting each other you're a pessimist no you're an optimist Ooh, ooh. He got being her. over optimistic which to be fair is is true All, i mean they're both right because like she's doing stuff but there's no like there's no road to recovery right they don't know what the fuck is happening yeah and this girl jessica lounge she was in 90210 the new version with old russian poet lady mm -hmm. annalyn mccord putin's putin's baby or putin's mother whatever <laughs> um and there was two girls to start with they had her bangs and like had a, a short kind of like pete rose type of haircut and then the other girl that had dark hair and blue eyes they grew her hair out and as her haircut jessica lounds they let her grow her hair out and cut the bangs and the other girl had to do it short it's like it seemed like they thought the audience might be confused if they kind of had even though they don't look alike they have similar characteristics in that they both have blue eyes and dark hair so they had mm. to they had to have one change her haircut but they couldn't have the other one keep her hair longer one one short one long at all times don't want to confuse people <laughs> i think this next clip is your is your notes it was uh 5320 so i'm about to play it and then you'll you'll give us a speech as to what what stood out about it let's start blue so far so good I don't remember the rest. Oh, come on. Sorry. Okay, my turn. <laughs> You're it. Go ahead. Oh, my gosh. So this is a scene there at a an outdoor movie or something. And they take a break to go to, like, a food truck, which they get wings and french fries. I don't know, like, where they would they, they're going to eat this and watch the movie, but... So right here, they're squirting ketchup onto their French fries, and it sounds so wet and like someone is taking a piss. I don't know what the sound director or whoever laid the sound in was thinking or why they felt they needed sound here at all. 
it's oh my god it just sounds so out of place i don't did did you feel this way at all when you heard that i didn't notice it until i was looking back through your notes and then if i turned my brain off and couldn't see the ketchup it doesn't sound like ketchup like normally it's like a like thud almost like a <laughs> fart when it comes out you know mm-hmm. that sounded more like like air being let out of the tire and you know that they sounded it afterwards that wasn't like natural yeah sound. that yeah that didn't happen it's it's it, it i i don't know i can't explain it and there's another there's another scene later on where they did the same thing with the uh the dancing scene it, it is kind of like now that you mention it, it it's almost like the whenever they were going back to sweeten up the sound they're like do we have a clip of catch eh this is close enough. <laughs> We're we got a deadline. Nobody will notice, but somebody yeah, did notice. I did notice. And, uh, <laughs> it just sounds like when you don't when you open up a, like the ketchup bottle and you don't shake it up and you just get the water that shoots out. <laughs> and you're like, well, these fries are ruined now. I don't want this at all. We haven't really talked about Desiree at all. She comes up in this next scene, but basically, we've been mo- mainly focused on the eight. A story but the B story is her friend is the flower person and like the hopeless romantic and his brother owns the chocolate shop and they're about to go to the single mixer that Desiree throws every year happy Valentine's Day <laughs> your fountain has arrived oh, oh my god he looks amazing. Who? Blake? No, him. Max? That's Max? Yeah, that's Blake's brother. So, what do you want this thing? Uh, I think you could just put it over there. Cool. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Okay, so call me a sap or whatever i do find her endearing desiree i find i find the fact that she is like so enthusiastic i find it cute i do not gonna lie fair enough i was getting like uh as i put down in my notes some cardi b vibes i feel like she would probably date rape a dude but didn't get that but fair enough (laughs) but like in the very beginning of the movie she's like you know she's a flower shop owner and she's handy she's taking orders for bouquets and there's a guy coming and getting flowers and she's like who's this for like your real estate agent that got your new house your grandma someone blah 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 blah. and the dude's like it's for my girlfriend and she gets pissed and you're like this girl has had enough of getting shut down or overlooked and she is going to get her a man and some dick one way or another. <laughs> well, I kind of felt like she kind of is, she's kind of like boy crazy, kind of like a, like a teenage girl that's into boy bands. That's kind of, kind of how I see it. Yeah. It could be and she's going to, She's going to take it one step too far, Billy, and she's going to end up on the local news. I see what you're saying. It could be interpreted as sweet. It could be interpreted as too far, just depending on how you take it. 
I chose but, to take uh, it as sweet because I don't want to say it, but I'm a better person than you. Next clip. Uh, I mean, well, hold the fuck on. <laughs> God. I was going to say, uh, this is where her love story starts and ends, right? Like, in, in like this span of, like, up two minutes or something in this runtime, like, she meets this dude, they somehow fall in love, love at first sight, and then, like, they just kind of wisp off. Well, the other thing is, we played the scene at the beginning where she sees where Jessica Lowndes' character, Violet, sees max the brother at his chocolate shop and in the real world he doesn't know that she has a friend that's gonna fit her fit him better in act three five minutes in so more than likely if they're both single like and he sees a girl that he might be that's comes into his shop he probably would have flirted with her as well but how is a man that owns a chocolate shop single (laughs) <laughs> i feel like a like a woman walks in there on her period and is like this is now my kingdom oh i didn't put that 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 was a quote i didn't pull it but she said something to the effect of uh desiree was talking to old violet and she said something to the effect of your soulmate will find you and there's no way you can screw it up it's like oh i could find a way <laughs> stay at home sons bah. <laughs> easy yeah I-, I get what they're going for it's like a, mu- a movie view you know of love like a Hollywood version of love so I get it and then <laughs> the last one we're about to wrap it up I, I feel like we could go on and on but you know a masterpiece i have to i have to say this the opportunity was missed for the best friend desiree to be a black girl (laughs) why because then because he works at a chocolate shop and he could have been like oh oh, chocolate for chocolate i got it (laughs) (laughs) he's like i've been working with chocolate my whole life (laughs) That's good. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> he'd be like, "Well, I'll be your vanilla." Exactly. We can make a <laughs> swirl. <laughs> yeah. We can have perfect little milk chocolate babies. <laughs> yeah. Oh but, well. <laughs> yeah, but like, the thing is, that would be hilarious if like. If they did that, it would have gotten called out in a heartbeat. No, actually, I did read on the G- GAC and Hallmark that they've gotten shit for their diversity. It's like, is this is this where you're going to make your stand? Like, you want these types of roles? I'd be embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Of- I wouldn't have written it honestly. But that that was the other thing I wrote down. There were no black people in this movie. <laughs> there were zero black people in this movie. I gotta say. I think that that's, I I think that. <laughs> that's great. I like it. <laughs> no, I was going to say. It's I, got I, my cosign. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was going to say, if if I was Afro-American, this is not, this is not the move. I'd say you can have this one. 
I would say, I would, I would save my, I would save my outrage for a different project. <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> what about you? I think uh, it's yeah, something it's... you noticed. I don't think you're outraged. <laughs> it's like you know what the, 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 this movie has so many problems. I think the diversity is is not high on the on the totem pole. You know it would be hilarious if they use like if the people who care about this kind of stuff use their bullet on this movie and <laughs> and um and somehow Denzel Washington was made like he was forced to do one of these. He'd be like, what Denzel, the fuck? get in there, <laughs> fix it. Be like, what the fuck? I'm not a part of this. <laughs> Couldn't you have done this for Bond or something? I'll play Bond. <laughs> no point in using this on Harmony of the Heart. You know, those people are like, we got to pick battles we could win. <laughs> we got to get some momentum <laughs> behind this cause. <laughs> it starts there, guys. It starts <laughs> yeah. there. It ends at James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other thing that's crazy to me, well, two things about like the outrage over diversity is one, Hollywood is almost over. Like <laughs> it's almost over. There's like three movies that come out. Nobody sees them. <laughs> now you want good parts. Firstly, and secondly, like, like yet again, this is from my perspective. You know, I'm not of diversity, so maybe I'm totally missing the boat. But why would you want to be recast as something that used to be a different character? It's like, yeah, let them do uh, their own shit. Like, let them. Like, why wouldn't you want movies that are original scripts made by people of color that are their ideas, not like just be like, okay, well, third lead from the bottom used to be a white guy. Boom. Diversity hire right there. It's like, you just yeah. changed the character. That we, like, sometimes it's so jarring. I'm like, wait, is that, is that that guy? I'm like, I'm fine with it. And sometimes the casting is so good that you're like, okay, like I read the book. He wasn't, he, he wasn't this guy in the thing, but the acting's so good. I can, <laughs> I can roll with it, you know, but. Like, you know, they, they even do that with, um, they're doing that with superheroes and stuff now. Like Iron Man got rewritten to be some like teen black girl. And people are like, why couldn't she have been in her own thing? Like, why does she just have to be Iron Man? Like, you're just, it, seems, it seems like pandering exactly it's like like we've got this old beat up 1992 toyota corolla go ahead and get in that and you can you can swag out in that who's the dude that did creed and got the black panther uh the director oh god i forgot his name just let him do one of the i'm sure he has scripts like backed up just green light one of those it's not that hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's all about making money, right? So big Hollywood is like we 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 can't have any flops. We have to only it's only W's in this house. So we're not <laughs> we're not taking any chances. We're gonna go for what we know is gonna make money. It's yeah. just like if a perfect example is disney and star wars like did you did you see the new star wars movies the one with daisy ridley and all them yeah yeah it was like there was nothing original about those movies they weren't good like it was just 
you guys wanted more Star Wars. Here's <laughs> more Star Wars. And I can completely under they paid out the ass for those movies. And they're like, we gotta make some of this money back before we start, you know, fucking with the, the machine. Yeah, and the other thing was like like the painfulness of the diversity. It's like, okay, the lead character is a woman. Oh, there's a bad guy who's who's of Asian descent. It's like, I'm pretty sure this isn't what they were saying. <laughs> but okay. They're like, check, 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 check. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they fucking nailed it because they made most of their money back. Now, what they do with it from here is going to, you know, is going to be kind of important because if they come out and make some more bullshit, that franchise is just going to die and they'll be the ones who killed it. <laughs> and that's anybody, that's, that's everything anybody's going to remember about Disney. Like they, they killed it with the Marvel stuff. They absolutely face planted with Star Wars. Like nobody's gonna be. Everybody's just gonna be like, meh. Fast and the Furious seventy five. Medea fights back. Oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> Welcome to the metaverse. <laughs> yeah, it's like I feel like Hollywood and executives like what we gave you something. It's like no, that's not what we were saying at all. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, sometimes they listen. They fix Sonic the Hedgehog. The, the video game, I saw the trailer, but what, why? Why are they doing a, a movie? Because it's an established series and pe- they know people will watch it. When they, uh, did you not, you didn't see it when it first came out, did you? I saw the video game. I played it. Daycare yeah. was the best one. Yeah, exactly. So when, it, when the trailer first dropped, Sonic had teeth and like, no gloves and hands with fingers and it was weird and everybody was like god no and then i think it was paramount who made it came out and they're like sorry we'll fix it and they fixed it so they they listened like he looked much better after the re- after the rework <laughs> okay fair enough yeah it, well that's the other thing too it's not so much anymore but like maybe 10 years ago where like pretty much all reactions were online Mm-hmm. they were like like all the nerds who like were in love with the shit it's kind of like how the, the the new screen kind of covers it but it was like they were the people like that they were targeting like yeah it's like if these people the funny thing is those are the people who are going to see it regardless like you can make the shittiest Star Wars comic book movie, whatever, that has a built-in audience, and <laughs> they're gonna go see it no matter what. Yeah, but I mean they're cons- the, the executives are more concerned with like branching out, right? And attracting the wider audience. And sometimes that just it, it most of the times it fails miserably because they don't understand their audience. They do it with sports too. It's like a business concept like they try to appeal to broader audiences it's like they have other things like why are you trying to like you you need to just not alienate your your core base and one thing about hollywood versus other businesses is like whenever you have a concept and you have a bad quarter in another business 
they try to fix it and get the get their customers like their core customers that have been like spending money with them they want to know what they think over and over and over again but with like hollywood they do the same shit over and over and over again one of them bombs and they're like well that's not really a bomb we'll just keep going with the same formula they never try anything yeah. else it's just crazy because most right. of their formulas work we've got the we've got the 10 minute countdown so let's get already let's get this, yeah let's get this Jesus last christ <laughs> let's get this last scene in and then we'll just talk until the 10 minutes are up but we got to get to this last scene Okay. basically this last one is for basically just to show what the guy ends up doing the the patient it had to be you wonderful you it had to be you. he's the one playing the sax How, how he has one line and he's annoying in that. Like this guy can't act. I just don't understand it. Um, It kind of, I thought it played into the whole, he made this miraculous recovery, right? And I guess his his voice would be not great and all that shit. He sounds like an old guy, but I I don't know. I don't know if it really works from from movie magic effect. You know what I mean? It seems like he's trying to elicit some sort of emotion from us, the audience, and it just feels forced. Yeah, definitely. It reminds me of this movie, Facing the Giants. It's one of the worst movies ever. It's like a football movie, but it's a it's a youth group film. Mm-hmm. It's like a Christian studio. I don't know if you remember and I'm not I'm not crapping on you know independent movies that are supposed to be churchy because like Soul Surfer's fine I like End of a Sphere but this movie is the worst movie I've ever seen and there's a part in it (laughs) where this old guy is in a wheelchair and he gets up to root for his grandson Mm. it's seriously terrible and that actor and this actor probably have the same acting coach it's gonna it's the same guy it's the same grandpa it's bad it's it's really bad and mark rick is in that movie so you know it's terrible helen hunt's (laughs) older brother (laughs) yeah so this is like in this scene it's the it's the last day for some reason she made this ridiculous promise that she would get her patient to talk by valentine's day having done no research or anything really and her therapy is very loose and not really therapy (laughs) right and you know she she, first off the, the night before they're at the party and it's you know she should be doing something to help her patient and she's out partying and she's not even worried about it. And she's just like <laughs> resolved herself that she's failed. She's like, well, time to go get drunk. Like any normal human being would really probably. 
and then her teacher calls and is like oh my god she's calling to congratulate you and she's like i didn't get him to talk and her instructor is like but he's happy and he's like, well, if that was the case, if all you needed to do was put a smile on his face, you probably could have just sucked his dick and he would have been fine. Well, she but, got she got uh she got trashed because of the mix up, which is another often used trope where he's talk the love interest man is talking to the cousin and she gets all her panties in a bunch because he she thinks that he doesn't like her. And yeah, that's why didn't, it's... she didn't even give it like a chance. She didn't wait for an explanation. She saw him talking to a girl for literally 10 seconds, walks outside, and he texts her, like, where did you go? And she just all goes off in a tizzy. And not even an hour later, he like shows up to her apartment and is like, Can we talk? And she's like, Yeah, I guess. You're like what? <laughs> what is this flip flop going on here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the other thing about this whole thing is that the they said that fact, like her getting him to talk, was stakes that the audience really cared about. I really would have forgot about it if they hadn't called it back with this. And I didn't care at all. Yeah, because she wasn't doing anything. It was just her like, hey, we're going to listen to some music today. And he's like, all right. And then she's like, can you talk? And he's like, no. She's like, well, better like tomorrow. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah. It, yep. I mean, this is it, GAC like, it, family. Thank you. And then like for because we talked about it in the beginning it, it ties back to the very beginning of the movie like the opening scene where she's playing the piano and she's like my grandmother would sing me this song and you're like what what the hell are you talking about and it's the song that her grandmother sang like two sentences of in the beginning and then it cuts and you're like who would remember that like I had to rewind and be like, oh my gosh, that is the same song. Why did they wait so long to make this connection? Yeah, and the 1111 thing, which you put in your notes, basically she's obsessed with 1111 because that's when she was singing the, the original grandmother, the original geezer, not this <laughs> non-acting geezer. <laughs> so they're obsessed with 1111. If that's true, First of all, it would make more sense to do 214. And if they were going to do 1111, this movie should have came out on 1111 instead of <laughs> Valentine's. <laughs> and that would be the huge promotion. 1111 at 1111. 11 yeah, you know, it, it, it would have been way better. And that was the other thing. When they were at that supermarket and she's just like tossing all this shit into a fucking basket. And <laughs> it's like $40 worth of shit and she gets up there and they ring it up and it was like that's $11.11 .11. so it was like what the fuck <laughs> like you eh. guys are just it's too on the nose and you're like this is ridiculous I can't believe any of this I mean Jessica Lowndes the actress that put, she's Canadian so what do you, what do you want um, that big fucking mouth of hers it looks like a <laughs> shark dude I think she's quite pretty. You don't like her? Oh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> All day, right? All day. I like a big mouth, but it has to be said, like, you look like a fucking great white, and you can eat me up all day. 
I think she's the only actress in Canada who wasn't on Degrassi. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's and that's why she's on GAC now. <laughs> oh, contraire, my my frere. There's there's been some there's been some Degrassi. The girl from 90210 that plays Darcy, she was in Degrassi. She's been on some of this shit. Wasn't uh wasn't that girl on 90210? The new one too? Yeah. Darcy, yeah. she definitely was. Hmm. Ah, you're holding out on me. I thought I didn't think that you saw that show, but I didn't, but I did a little me. bit. I did I did a little <laughs> uh IMDB sleuthing. It's on CW, the app. It's free. Uh, I'm too far. (laughs) I'm too far out of that. All right. Well, Zoom is telling us we have to wrap it up. So until next time, Taylor. Sir William. Give us something. We'd like to thank you for joining us at the Stay at Home Sun podcast this evening. We hope you enjoyed yourself, and we hope to see you in the next episode.